Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep Christmas spirit alive each and every day of the year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. And I'm April. Yay, April. Welcome back. April. Yay. You know, normally, normally I'd be excited to have me on non-Patreon episodes. You notice most of my episodes are Patreon episodes, so they might be. This is your first real one? Um, no. Other than the April Fool's one. Uh, yes. She was on April Fool's, but she didn't mm-hmm. actually introduce herself. Yeah. So, April, do you want to introduce I'm... yourself? I'm April. Good job. <laughs> She's April of April Riley. I am. I am. I'm happy that we have another Northeaster, Northeasterner on tonight. I, like, no, I have no, a solid, normally I have a I'd solid be... mix of everybody. I am is a she... Northeasterner um, and a Midwesterner and a Southerner. So I Normally, feel... I'd be more excited to have you on, but I think we'll be at odds with this movie. So mm-hmm. I'm, ready. I'm ready for a throwdown, y'all. Some angry, yeah, everybody warns you about Angry Anthony, but nobody knows Angry April. <laughs> angry <laughs> April, apparently, the spider monkey. <laughs> How's everyone's week? good it's only tuesday it feels like it should be friday yes feels like a friday feels like a friday how was your week april um actually it's really good um i got i'm actually recording um from the mountains um where dolly parton's from and i went hiking today and i got here yesterday and we've done free moonshine tastings and ridden mountain roller coasters and it's been a good time and i'm kid free so that's nice I mean, that's a better week than my week. Right. Like, I haven't been kid-free in um very long time, so. <laughs> yeah. That sounds legit. Yeah. Like, really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, good week? How's the... Uh, mountain roller coaster sound fun. Uh, yeah, what's a mountain roller coaster? Sorry, uh, It is Tom. like a, a roller coaster that is built into the side of a mountain. Um, like, you sit on a chair, and you can, like, go faster or slow down. Um, Oh, I've been on one of those before. Those are cool. Yes. They, yeah, they've got them all over here. And like, um, we after dinner, we found this place. They have a lot of moonshine places here because we're in Tennessee. Um, and we found a place next to the restaurant we ate at that did free moonshine tastings. And they did like 10 little shots of moonshine for free. Um, so just enough to like get you to buy their moonshine. Um, <laughs> did it work? So we, no, and not actually no, because we bought moonshine from a lot of other places. Um, but we'll probably go back tomorrow and might actually, because they had like an oatmeal cream pie moonshine that was really good. Um, so I might go back and get that. But it was enough to make us tipsy enough to go mountain roller coaster <laughs> after dinner. 
That sounds like the strategy because it yeah. sounds a little terrifying to me. <laughs> really was. Um, but it was kind of like, oh, look, we were driving back. Um, and it was like, oh, look, Mount Roller Coaster. So we pulled off and rode a roller coaster. A sober person was driving, by the way. I don't advocate for drinking moonshine and driving. Especially on a mountain roller coaster. Right. Like, you can drive the mountain roller coaster after drinking moonshine, but don't drive a car after drinking moonshine. Julia, you asked how my week was? I, our house is becoming stupid with tomatoes, and I love it. So many tomatoes. Question. How do you eat your tomatoes if they're not on something? Sliced up. With anything on them? Uh, if they're store-bought, bland, and flavorless, I'll put salt. But if they're tasty, flavorful tomatoes, I just eat the plain tomato. Oh, I still put salt on it. But I think tomatoes taste like dirt, not in a good way. Mm. For real? Like, yeah. Not like beets taste Ugh. like dirt in a good way. I like beets. Oh, I don't like beets at all. But oh I my like gosh, how can you eat beet? How can you eat beets? Those are so gross. Yeah, oh, I love beets. Beets is like sweet dirt, like sweet. I know, it's so good, right? <laughs> I don't know, tomatoes are like a different kind of dirt taste that I don't appreciate, unless yeah, I have I don't salt like on tomatoes, it. but I like tomato soup. I like ketchup. Oh, so. ketchup. So you like, like tomato, tomato products, products, but not actual tomatoes? Right, like my kids like actual tomatoes, but they won't touch ketchup. So you have kids eat. that don't touch ketchup? Yes, I have kids that don't touch any kind of condiments at all. No barbecue sauce, no tomatoes, no salad dressing, no nothing. Not one of those. Yeah. No. My three younger ones are like that. My oldest one will eat anything, but my girls don't eat anything at all. It's horrible. <laughs> please, please just eat something. I'm responsible for you. <laughs> that's how I feel with my daughter. Something yeah. that's not oatmeal or that's what she asked for every meal. Can I have oatmeal, daddy? Can I have toast? No, you should probably have something that's not a, you know, grain derivative. She was very excited. Ellie was very excited to learn that she could watch Dolly Partner movies. Aw. Dolly Partner. Dolly Partner. Dolly Partner. Um, we've corrected her so many times. Don't, don't correct her. She <laughs> cannot. Yeah, that's perfectly she, It's adorable. She cannot, she can sing Jolene, which is a little Aww. disturbing here from the, voice, from the mouth of a four-year-old. So um, I'll just pretend she's singing about a dog. Um, and it feels fine then. Uh, although she's still singing about having a man, which is really uh, did you Did you say that having read Disco 54's comment on Reddit? That's what was my next joke. That was my next thing was that that comment will be read later, that reference. <laughs> Um, we have a whole comment. We have an awesome comment about Dolly Parton in general uh, from Disco 54, who I am don't know why, but I'm very surprised to see he likes Dolly Parton. Who doesn't like? I, I am not too. Like Dolly Partner. <laughs> she's, 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 she's not huge over in England, though. That's where he No, is. she's not. And in general, it's not huge over there. Well, yeah, uh, but his brother is a big fan. Brother? Brother-in-law? Somebody? Anyway, we'll read the... Cousin. I've got his cousin. I've got the quote here from him about this movie. Um, but I like, his, I like his approach for children singing that song. But tonight, <laughs> we are covering a made-for-TV movie that was not Hallmark, much to my surprise, but an NBC movie 
called Dolly Parton's Christmas of Many Colors, Circle of Love. <laughs> it's a mouthful of a title. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read NBC's synopsis real quick. And then we will give our histories with A, Dolly Parton, B, this movie. An unexpected blizzard threatens the Parton family, while at the same time, Dolly's fa father and kids make sacrifices to raise enough money to finally buy his wife the wedding ring he could never afford to give her, nor did he want to. Meanwhile, an important person in Dolly's life begins to see her amazing voice and musical gift might just be made for something bigger than rural Tennessee. Histories with Dolly Parton. Go, Anthony. I like Dolly Parton. Don't have a huge history with her. I'm not a big country fan at all. She's one of the few I like. I'm not obsessed with her like a lot of people are. She's okay. I'll listen to her when she comes on. I never liked her as an actress. I've only liked her in 9 to 5. And sort of in Steel Magnolias. I don't think she's a good actress. We've talked about that on the film, on the podcast before. How a lot of singers, I don't understand <laughs> why films cast singers to go to acting when the singing doesn't necessarily translate over. But uh, yeah, those are really the only two films I liked her in. She was really good in 95. She was okay in Steel Magnolias. Uh, her music's good. 95 is, I love 95. I can recall many a night actually dancing to that in clubs in England with friends. Really? And, uh, yep. So yeah, How about I still you, love Julia? 95. Um, so let's see. First exposure to Dolly Parton would have been her music, but really just whatever was on mainstream pop radio way back when. I'm not a huge country fan, so I Will Always Love You. It's probably the first time I ever heard her voice. Um, first actress exposure to Dolly Parton was 9 to 5. I freaking love that movie. And I freaking love Steel Magnolias as well. She's amazing in Steel Magnolias. And... While I'm not gaga over Dolly Parton, because I don't really listen to her music regularly, um, those two movies are some of my favorite movies of all time. So I know her more as an actress probably than a singer, honestly, just because those two movies are such huge movies in my life. But this one I didn't know about. How about you, April Riley? Um, I am obsessed with Dolly Parton. Um, Dolly Parton is life, basically. Um, I have a chinchilla named Jolene. I am currently wearing a Dolly Parton shirt. I'm currently sitting in Dolly Parton's hometown. Um, let's see, I have been watching her movies for years. Um, Feel Magnolia's Unlikely Angel is another Christmas movie that um, she is in that is not very good, but it's Dolly Parton. Uh, I actually, the music I started listening to for her was um, her Christmas album with Kenny Rogers um, that came out, uh, I think, in the 80s. Uh, so, like, that CD is still in my car. Um, like, I listen to it on a regular basis. Um, I listen to her music on a regular, like, I hate country music. I don't like country music at all, but I love Dolly Parton. Um, so, we listened to her quite a bit. Um, let's see, my third grade daughter this year for her Living History Project, she was Dolly Parton. Um, so I've got quite a history with Dolly Parton. I love Dolly. She is um, like one of like the most generous people out there. Um, she's just a really good person. Um, so we could all be a little more like Dolly Parton. I'm looking at you, Anthony. <laughs> uh, 
Well, oh, man, this is going to be a rough one. Come into her, like, her imagination <laughs> library program where it's a, you know, sends kids. I think they might be worldwide at this point. Yeah. I mean, like, my kids there, are ton- there are tons of actors and singers and actresses who are good people who I do not. Like, she is a really good person. Think. Like, she is. Yeah, like, I'm, not, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not denying uh, that. So. Yeah, we have it in our area. Um, and my youngest daughter got the books um, during the quarantine. Like, she would read books from. Imagination Library every week on YouTube, so we watch that every week. Um, that was rad. Yes, it was. So it's like, and my daughter has most of those books. Um, so, yeah. But like, she when the Tennessee wildfires happened a few years ago, she raised like a whole lot of money to give to people who lost their homes. Um, you know, so she's got a lot of. I know she's donated money recently to like Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville to uh, to fund like COVID research. Um, good person we could all be a little more like dolly um i grew up my grandparents loved dolly parton i too had the uh dolly parton kenny rogers christmas album as part of my canon from a very very young age i also remember a movie when i was a kid i think it was christmas to remember with her and kenny rogers tv movie hold on i gotta look this up I know she also did, um, she had another Christmas movie out, and I forget the name of it. I can't remember the name of it. We can all get excited. She has a new Christmas album coming out this year, right? And they had mentioned something about a tour in the article that I read about that Christmas album. And like, please let this woman survive long enough to go on tour. Let's just, <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, I need to see Dolly in my life. <laughs> Smoky Mountain Christmas. That is the name of the movie that I am thinking of. I don't know. Yeah, that's a big one of hers. Yeah. I think that's I don't... one that'll make it to our list sooner rather than later, yeah. I'm sure. <sighs> yeah. Heavy sigh. I think we're Cue heavy on. sigh from Anthony. There it is. Unlike, yeah, add an unlikely angel for Anthony, too, because if he doesn't like this movie. <laughs> That is like pure 80s, uh, just like horrible. <laughs> Did you ever see Straight Talk? I remember watching that. I, I yep. I've never heard of that. Did we? Yeah, Straight Talk, she was, um, let me see. I don't remember if she started in like a nail salon or she was a hairdresser and some radio producer overheard her giving advice to somebody in her chair and okay. decided she would be perfect for a radio advice person oh like shot to the top and there was some other storyline in it but i remember seeing it in the movie theaters with my parents like in the early 90s have to look at that one it was actually i was mistaken the christmas movie i was thinking of april was the smoky mountain christmas movie okay yeah that's yeah that's what i had that's the only other one i could remember i don't think i've actually seen Uh, that one. i just know about it she also has the movie Dollywood's Christmas Carol. Okay. She's got and Code of Many Colors as well. Code which of is Many not, Colors, the prequel to this. It's not a Christmas movie. It is the 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 first one. The first, like this is actually Christmas of Many Colors is a sequel. And so it, oh, it, it does based off of Code of Many Colors. Um she has also got Christmas in Dollywood, a movie from last year, and a post-production Christmas movie coming out this year called Christmas on the Square. I don't know why I just said all that before we even got into characters or anything, but 
she's got some uh, some pretty legit Christmas chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also Miley Cyrus's godmother. Yes, yeah, so I did know that. I did know that. Yeah. Uh, I know so her, his... like her and her and Dolly Parton um, did on The Voice a cover of Jolene with a lot of voice contestants and Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton, and it was amazing. Vaguely remember that. I watched one season of The Voice. No, maybe it wasn't The Voice. It was Pen- It might have been Pentatonix, not The Voice. I love Pentatonix, and then Miley Cyrus. Pentatonix has grown on me. Eh, they're overrated. I could do that. Just like Jolene is. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? I said what I said, Tom. Anthony's the worst. Whoa. <laughs> Did it warn you I was about to kick you out? <laughs> Did it warn you of that, Anthony? Yes, it did. Oh my gosh, Jolene is not overdone. It is it's an not. Iconic. It is. Not. It's really not. Uh-huh. It's a really good song. Like, still, it's stood the test of time. What can you expect from somebody who still to this day insists Christmas and Hollis is a decent song? Uh, so descended that song during her fireside chat. I recall none of that. I don't what? either. <laughs> Go back to the. I don't recall any tape. of this. I don't. Re- yeah. The, I, I don't recall any. Oh, of weird. Weird. That patron episode just came down for some reason. It says editing. Come back. Prove soon. it. Prove it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what are your histories with this movie, y'all? Mine is this afternoon. Same. I'll go next because I feel like April has the longest history. I've caught snippets of this movie on TV. Not on NBC, though. I'm pretty sure Hallmark does air it now, even though it didn't premiere on NBC. So <clears throat> I've caught it on some other channel. Never looked like it appealed to me. <laughs> I never attempted to sit down and watch it. And then I sat down and watched it today for the show. And I thank April for that. Thank you. <laughs> Your life is now better because of me. You're welcome. Um, I have a very long history with this movie. I watched it on NBC the night it debuted in 2016. Um, So we watched the first uh, Code of Many Colors aired and then this movie came on. Um, It came on like two days after uh, the wildfires here. Um, So they had really bad fires and it killed a bunch of people and burned up. I mean, you can still see it everywhere. Um, So that was like really hard for us because our family vacations here several times a year. Um, So I know like she was doing the big fundraiser like right as that was happening when this aired. Um, so I watched it then, we bought the DVD. Um, my kids still watch it all through the year. Um, it stays in my car most of the time because they watch it when we go on long road trips. Um, so I've seen it 25, 30 times maybe. Oh man, I'm sorry. No, not at all, don't be. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like gonna insert that everywhere I can tonight. That's what she said. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked this aired on NBC originally. I mean, it's a whole lot of Jesus for NBC. It is. It's a whole lot of Jesus for a Jewish person. 
It is a lot of Jesus for a Jewish person. That's <laughs> it, like it is. Molly is my, the only exception I am willing to make in terms of Jesus for our house. So. <laughs> um, there was also a surprising side of Dolly at one point in this movie that uh, caught me, took me aback, and I then laughed quite a bit. Um, but before I, that, I'm gonna, I want to mention something real quick, Tom. I'm just going to bring up something me and Tom agreed on before this recording started that one of the takeaways of this movie is she has had a lot of work done. She has. And that is, that is, yeah, I'm fine. Like if I look like that, when I'm like coming up on 80, I will have that much work done. I'm okay with that. (laughs) It preserves her longer. And that's what matters. It looks plasticky. That's my same problem with Courtney Cox now. She looks yeah. awful. Um, she doesn't have to do that. She would have aged gracefully. Yeah, like Lisa like Wardrow has yeah. aged, and I like it. And yeah, like, me too. Your face should look at that age. That's what and Jennifer yeah. Aniston, we don't know if she aged gracefully, but she at least got more natural-looking plastic surgery than Courtney Cox. <laughs> yeah, there was a line in this movie that was kind of funny when little baby Dolly Parton says, am I going to look like you someday? And she's like, well, honey, you sure can. And I'm like, we all could. <laughs> With enough money. And that's the best thing about Dolly Parton is she doesn't like lie about it. She's like, no. hey, you know, it takes a lot. In fact, her line is, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. That's what that's she's right. That's right. <laughs> that's why I like her so much uh, too, as yeah. a person, as an actress. She's always the same character and she's always just, she is who she is. She's not making any, you know. Right. She's not trying yeah. to be somebody she's not. Anybody want to guess how old Dolly Parton is? Oh, I know uh, how old she is. I just right? Googled it. Is she 74? 74, yep. Yes, because Dolly Parton's birthday is like a, a holiday around here. <laughs> when is her birthday? Uh, isn't it in December? It's not in December. It? I don't remember. I just remember like Her birthday is January 19th. Oh, okay. So it's like four she's days like, after oh, my daughter. Okay. So that's why. Yeah, I remember every year I make a post about because uh, I call her our Lord and Savior Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> so I have our Lord and Savior Dolly Parton and our Lord and Savior Guy Fieri. Those are our, those are our guys. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Wait a minute, oh, I have, man. hold on. I literally have a shirt that I packed with me that says, it says um, St. Guy Fieri, patron state of Flavortown. Oh my gosh. There is literally nothing in this world that could entice me to watch that insufferable wannabe 18 year old. I watch him on a weekly basis. Disgusting man. I would watch Guy Fieri every hour for the rest of my life. I am not a fan of fat Mark McGrath. Over the off, over something like the office. Oh. Yep. I can't wait until the three of us explain why you're wrong in that. Pizza I have before. a book of grievances. I have been keeping notes. Like I have a notebook that I have pages for each season of everything that is wrong with that show. And everybody in this cabin agrees with me. We need to do that show on Festivus. Yeah, I have grievances. I do, and they're going to take a while to air. <laughs> I have been so in support. And able to forgive all of April's shortcomings until she said Guy Fieri. I love I'm Guy sorry, Fieri. but Fat Mark McGrath needs to go back to 1996 and find a decent hairstyle and learn to 
make decent food. I would give money for the opportunity to cook that man under the table. That's fair, fair enough. I'll uh, I'll uh, just uh. <laughs> she doesn't know how to reply to that. Just fair enough. Fair enough, Tom. Like, I'm trying you to Anthony, get... you guys are really competing hard for the worst right now. I am I trying to get angry, April. I really don't like Guy Fieri, <laughs> but it's not it's not that it's not that vitriol of a response. I'm just trying to see angry, April. Like that's why I like. Today. Like I'm just sitting here rubbing my hands together. Like, <laughs> how long does it take me to get to Oklahoma from here? Which one of these? <laughs> which one of these? Which one of these twins is gonna die tonight? Right. <laughs> Okay. Your I, I want to point out before we get further. Oh, uh, if you need well, to find, is, wait, wait, wait. If you need to find some bleach, go ask Guy Fieri. He apparently has tons. Gosh. Yes. Uh, okay. Have so him bring some out of those tips. So yeah. Uh, right, right, right. Yes, he frosts his tips, and that's or he actually doesn't frost his tips. He bleaches everything, and that's fine too because he's got everything? more money than you will ever. <laughs> you, you voiced it aloud, Tom. I just want to point like, out, my feelings for this movie is nothing against April, by the way, because as Tom and Julie can attest to, every single guest host we've had on this show has been like a, I don't know what it is, every movie they suggest, I have not liked. Not one. You can't go back and find a, one. You, you know the whole common denominator theory that maybe it's not us, it is you? I don't know. Julie and Tom are pretty against a lot of those movies, too, when you look uh, at the ratings. Uh, I don't dislike this movie like you do, Anthony. Uh, I can't side with you on that. <laughs> That's fine. But I'll say all the rest. Anyway. <laughs> Guy Fieri has my dream job, by the way. Can I please just go places and eat other right. chefs' food? Mm -hmm. Like, we all actually, the time. That, anytime we travel, I actually look up diners, drivings, and dives restaurants that have been featured in various cities. Yeah, I, I have a running tab on my phone of like restaurants I have dined in that were all on diners driving the dice. Okay, so we went to, uh, I don't remember if it was in North Dakota or South Dakota, but there's a firehouse there that's also a brewery and they have, you know, awesome beers and all that stuff, but their food is supposed to be really good too. Well, we ate there when we were there years and years ago. It was legit the best beer I've ever had. And I don't like beer, so like, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, but their food was really good too, and it was on diners, driving some dives, and I was like, "Bucket list item crossed huh. off." Because man, I used to love that show. I still love the that show. Like it, it repeats on Friday, so a lot of times I will like I'm trying. Speaking of The Office again, I'm trying to finish this show, <laughs> and so there's times that I just can't take it anymore. I'm like, I have like five episodes left of season nine, and I'm done. But there's just times that I can't take it anymore. So on like a Friday or Saturday night, I will just put on. Standard drives and dives to to cleanse my palate a little bit. <laughs> your your son likes it, right? Um, he I mean he will watch it. My eleven year old daughter has actually been like watching it, and it's a little mature for her. Um, they are my kids after all, so they're gonna have a raunchy sense of humor. So like she likes it. Um, and I'm like, so she'll she'll ask to watch it, and I'm like, but this I don't think this show is for you. And she's like, but I want to watch it. Yeah, my kids well, kind of like it, but I'm glad my husband. My have... husband is like, this is awful, and my husband I'm, hates it as well. I'm glad your kids developed some taste. Well, they're also yeah. very, they're also pretty under undereducated. So <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I are the ones with the college degrees. <laughs> I haven't gotten through high school, so oh, brother, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
I'm kidding. I'm not calling you undereducated. You're calling your kids uneducated oh, and, mocking, and mocking them for not graduating high school at an age where it's not necessary. Exactly. So I can do that. Just not necessitated. That's I can do that. So it's like they're 15 and 11. So it's like I can make fun of them for their <laughs> undereducation. <laughs> like in 10 years, I'm not going to make fun of my kids if they haven't graduated high school. <laughs> Timing is everything. All right, let us run through this cast. This should go relatively quickly. Yes, it should. Well, let's start with young Dolly Parton is played by Alavia Allen Lind, who is from Los Angeles. She has been in quite a few things actually for such a young gal. She was in that show Dark Skies for an episode. She had a uh, part on NCIS. She had a recurring role on See Dad Run. And Revenge. She has been a, uh, played two seasons on Transparent. This young child was on the show Masters of Sex, which is not a show I'm familiar with, but I'm also very disturbed to see a child in. Uh, it's about the sex there. It's not like, it's not what you were Don't care what it is. Don't care what it is. It's a very good show. It's a historical period drama. Every time I see a show that looks awful, and then he's like, I love that show. She's on the young uh, and the not just Daybreak. One Emmys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie was up for an Emmy, so it, it almost did. Just did it win? No. But I can pull I can pull a lot of shows that shouldn't have won Emmys. That's again not a good indicator. Uh, she was on Future <laughs> Man, Daybreak, and The Young and the Restless. She uh, has a, we see a time-traveling Dolly Parton in this movie who does not do enough to stand up for the girl and is weirdly submissive for some strange reason. It's played by Dolly Parton. And I kind of feel like we already went through her history when we went through our history with Dolly Parton. Um, Dolly Parton's mother, Avi Lee Partons, is played by Jennifer Nettles. And Jennifer Nettles has been in, what, that's weird. Okay, she did some video shorts and music videos, was in the TV show Underground once, had a recurring arc on the Righteous Gemstone TV show. She's more known for her singing, been on Dancing with the Stars, CMT's 20 Countdown, Best of CMT Awards, she sang on a lot of stuff, so. I'm not really Sugarland. Yeah, Sugarland Sugarland is the band she's in. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Yeah, that was driving me crazy. She's in Sugarland. So country people know her. I am not country people, so I do not. <laughs> uh, None of the classification country people. <laughs> <laughs> Her dad, Robert Lee Parton, Lee in the show, is played by Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder was a guy, I had to actually look him up when I was watching because I recognized him. But he was in a lot, he's been in a lot of things. He's been in a lot of things, but I couldn't quite put my finger on like where I recognized him from, but he goes back to like the Silver Spoon days, Lonesome yeah. Dove, the return to Lonesome Dove. Uh, he was on NYPD Blue. 
which is the sh first show that showed a naked man butt on uh, primetime television. And but yeah, and it, that it, butt well, was, was iconic. That wasn't butt it, was iconic. Wasn't it, it was Franz's butt? So yes, it was, yes. it was a good butt. It was like wrong butt. Wrong butt I, to show. Like, I think that's like, why like if we're gonna break it. barriers, can we do it with somebody else's butt, please? Yes, please. Well, I think I think they used his butt because nobody's gonna be attracted to it, right? Because censorship isn't gonna be like, yeah, nobody's gonna take that in the wrong way. Wait, wait, way. wait. In order for me to censor this, I have to watch it. So we're just gonna <laughs> let it slide. Um, oh my I gosh, I had such a crush on Ricky Schroeder in Silver Spins. Such a crush. I Bad really crush. liked him in Scrubs where he played Nurse Paul. He was on Strong Medicine. He was also in 24. Um, and then he's been Dolly Parton's dad. So he went from Silver Spoons to Dolly Parton's dad. The upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> Dolly Parton's grandpa is played by Gerald McRaney, also known as Major Dad. Major Dad. Mm -hmm. Does um, it feel like he didn't? He hasn't aged since Major Dad. No, aging has like, not been stopped. appropriate. He stopped yeah. at a certain point and has right. looked that way ever since. Like Major That's Dad was what twenty five years ago, and he is still Major Dad. Exactly. As soon as he came out, I'm like, hey, look, Major Dad. Uh, he went back. He was in Gunsmoke, The Law, Barnaby Jones, The Blue Knight. As we said, he was in, he was not in, he was Major Dad. He was also in the Incredible Hulk TV show, which goes back way oh, even before my time. He was in The Never Ending Story. Mm -hmm. He was in a TV movie called The Hobo's Christmas. Feel like in the age of, you know, in 2020, I'm not sure a movie would be made called Hobo's Christmas. Just gonna throw. Pretty that out sure there. we put Hobo's Christmas on our list somewhere to cover. We, if not, it needs to be. Yes, did absolutely. We? I'm pretty sure I found the title and I was like, or somebody did. They were like, "Oh my gosh, we got to do this," and we're like, "Done." Did we actually follow through with it, Anthony, or did we just talk about it like so many other things? It doesn't appear to be on our list for this year. I think it's on our, remember we have the tab of ideas. Oh, I think we have to for next year. Yeah. He was in Designing Women, which is a TV show that spawned my wife to write a massive letter writing, massive multi-year letter writing campaign to Lifetime TV. When they canceled Designing Women, she was not happy. And I think she was sending them letters and emails for like three or four years after they dropped it. Dedication. That is, That's a good fight. This is back before, you know, you could just watch whatever you want on TV all the time. Um, so when they tuck it, when they when they cut it, she was lost. He was on the show Touched by an Angel, which also is one of my favorite Family Guy scenes. Do you, do you remember that, Anthony? When they did, I, re <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> please, please, Billy, show us where the angel touched you. Come on, I'm an angel. I freaking wings. <laughs> He was in Promised Land, another Christmas movie called A Holiday Romance. He was on, uh, had a little arc on Jag. He was in Mr. Sterling. He was on Deadwood and Jericho, two shows that were popular that I never watched. I'm sure they won Emmys. Uh, he was on Undercover. <laughs> Undercovers, Southland, Mike and Molly, which is another show that won Emmys that I didn't watch. Agent X. I don't like Mike and Molly. It won Emmys though. Twenty-four. 
I just kept throwing it out there. I knew at some point you were going to say, I don't like that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think don't you know by now that I only reference the Emmys and Rotten Tomatoes when it agrees with me and aligns with my views? I think something about April brings out a, a more a, a stronger like guttural need to uh, troll you, Anthony. Yeah, because besides you, she is the biggest thrower of me. You're dueling for my. <laughs> we are. Uh, he was in Castle, which does Castle have real Christmas episodes? I know it had one. We'll have to see. Oh my gosh, we if it does, we gotta get him on the schedule. Anything Castle. to get Nathan Fillion talk about? I Christmas, love Castle. Yay, we all agree. Uh, he was on Twenty Four Legacy, House of Cards, Shooter, NCIS, Los Angeles. Uh, he was on This Is Us, or is on This Is Us, I guess. He, was the, do- he was the doctor that delivered the triplets, like, yes. in the first couple of episodes. And then just randomly random. gave away the baby. Yeah. He's, he's been, he's recurred a few times on the show, though. They show he was in, where did they go? He had a scene in 2022, 2018, 2017. Um, but I just remember 2016. I really remember liking him as the doctor in that. That's probably my favorite, my favorite role for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Billy is played by Cameron Jones. Cameron Jones, um, not really much to talk about. He was an uncredited, uncredited character on The Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey. He was on Shortland Street, show I never heard of. Um, Dolly's best friend, Judy Ogle, is played by Hannah Norberg. Hannah Norberg was in Euphoria. She was also in the TV show It Could Be Worse. She had a recurring role on General Hospital for a minute. Oh, good night. My mother got Ellie started on this absolutely terrible cartoon called Fancy Nancy. Oh, yes. We have Fancy Nancy. It is the worst. It turns. Does she watch Caillou? Uh, oh, she... Caillou! Don't. Yeah. Well, like when he said this, she is the worst. I'm like, but has she not Caillou's seen? Caillou's the worst. No, we have not seen Caillou. Yeah, keep it that way. I, yeah, I'm definitely going way. to. But Fancy Nancy makes children um, bougie wannabes. Anyway, she's on boo. She's on bougie. Well, maybe she's... it's the espresso machine. She's on Fancy Nancy. That's why I said wannabes. They're not really cool enough. <laughs> Um, who else do we want to talk about? Anybody else? Miss Moody. Miss Moody. Played by Mary Lane Haskell. She is, who is known for, she's in another Dolly Parton movie and she is in the upcoming Christmas on the Square film again with Dolly Parton. And that's it. Stella Parton is in this movie. Dolly's sister in real life. She plays Miss Bass. I I thought there was a striking resemblance and vocal resemblance as well. Yes, the woman who runs the general store, Miss Bass, is Dolly Parton's sister in real life, Stella. The absolutely terrible Miss Bass? Yes, yes. She is. She has her own career. The first movie, yeah, they like put her in her place. Like she's not as bad in this movie as she is in the first movie, but she is a typical Southern gossip. So wait, April, 
if there's a first movie, did we miss out on anything in this movie by not? Not necessarily. First? Um, there is a one reference that Miss Bass makes in this movie where she talks about um, it's been months since I spoke out of turn. When is Lee Parton going to talk to me? That's the only reference that you would need to tie into the first movie. Other than that, it's not. They're not like dependent on each other. Okay, that's what I figured. I was just making sure. Yeah. I mean, Thank it you. is another cinematic masterpiece. Um, there are songs. I mean, obviously. <laughs> you know, if you want to enrich your life a little bit more, I would recommend it. But I mean, maybe since you watched all of The Office, I can suffer through another all movie. Nine seasons. <laughs> it never got better, it only got worse. Oh, April. Oh. Um, I've had to. Ch- I've ch- had a change of heart about parts of the office that we'll get into when we have that uh, that talk. I'm looking we- forward to that because I have things to say. Words. Uh, I have words. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you don't have to, you know, spend all night kissing butt. No, no, uh, in a positive way. Uh, I'll oh, go on and okay. say it now. As I rewatched it, I like. Uh, Robert California a lot more than I did. The Me first too. I, yeah, I, I actually found him enjoyable the second time around. Until the I whole pedophile was... thing when he like goes away, like he's going to find undereducated gymnasts. Where <laughs> you don't even know who I am. I'm the fucking lizard king. <laughs> um, just because they're undereducated doesn't mean, or uneducated doesn't mean that they are necessarily minors? Um, no, he was looking for like 18 year olds. He was looking for young girls. He specifically said like young girls. I just watched this episode like three days ago. Yeah, he was looking for young girls. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah. All right, so this movie. Which is not the only pedophilia reference on The Office. Andrew Bernard, date in high school. Uh, okay, that episode, oh my God, okay. This movie. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> Oh my God! Are you getting ready to defend, the, the, like defend to come to his defense in you know dating? I'm ready to defend that as one of the funniest episodes of The Office. Yes, I am. No, it's not. It's it's. Uh, listeners, I just feel that we need to make it known that the sometimes the views expressed on this show are those of the individual elves, not the show as a whole. <laughs> we here at Tis the Podcast do not take a strong pro-pedophilia love. Uh, it's pro-pedophilia position. Except for Anthony. <laughs> no. Said, oh, my God. You, I have to keep you two separate you because you two together trolling is very frustrating. To quote Jurassic Park, love uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this movie, since April is here and excited about it, do you want to walk us start the walkthrough of the episode or of the show um yes so let me think where's this go back um it's christmas coming up and uh dolly parton wants shiny red shoes for christmas and they're getting ready to go to is it school or church they're getting ready to go school or church one of those places um i have really poor memory so it's actually probably not best that i recall specific moments um I, I just know it opens with her praying for her shiny red shoes. Well, oh, and pass- the lead part in the Christmas pageant. Let's pass it on and let Anthony kick us off then. <laughs> I am going to pass because it will just infuriate me. Let's let Julia do it. 
I just don't even know. Guys, come on, pass in the book. Okay, so we have the sweet Pardon family. We meet them. Um, they're, it's Tennessee, right? Yeah, so it's actually supposed to be Tennessee, regardless of the fact it's filmed in Georgia. So they're from Tennessee. You have all of the accents. It is set in the 50s, 60s, 50s. Well, I know it says at the beginning, 50s. I can't remember. So 50s. She was born in 46, so it was about 10. Yeah. Okay. 50s. So set in the 50s, um, young Dolly is definitely the star. Um, like April said, she's super jazzed about Christmas. Each kid, and there are eight and, uh, of them at, at this by that point. point. No, there are more. At the, I think there are 10 by, there might be 10 by that point. There okay. are 11 or 12 in the end, so. Okay. Which is a lot so for a one-room cabin. Sure. There's quite a few of them, and they each get to pick out one store-bought gift every year. Yeah. Um, so the kids are talking about what they're excited about getting for Christmas. Um, they definitely focus in on Dolly's red shoes because, I mean, come on, it's a signature now, right? It's a very Dolly thing to want. Um, and you at some point see the parents sitting down in the kitchen with bills and coins in front of them. And the mom thinks she has just enough as long as something doesn't happen to cover the cost of the store-bought gifts. Um, the husband is stressed, right? It's hard to be the breadwinner. Um, the mom is stressed because, I mean, this time she's the, she's the homemaker, right? So she has a different set of stress. They're both stressed, but they have this sweet relationship. Um, and I feel like that probably would have been helped by watching the first movie to kind of build on that, I'm guessing, because it made it sound like he, find, he found God recently. Yes. So in okay. the first movie, he was like, her father's a preacher. Um, so Jeremy, Gerald McRaney plays a preacher. Um, in the first movie, Lee Parton doesn't go to, he like, he drives the family to church, but he will not go into the church. Um, by the end of that movie, in that movie, they lose a baby um and they kind of drift apart a lot and then he decides that, um towards the end of that movie that he's gonna like go into church and get baptized and all that good stuff um so that is new happenings in this movie okay that helps that would have helped fill this relationship in a bit because it did seem like there was a newness to it right yeah for him there was a newness yeah. to him it is for her obviously she was raised like that being a preacher's daughter so sure um, you see her at some point in the beginning of the movie in the shop, um, and she's admiring wedding rings. Um, and the husband sees her through the window admiring the wedding rings. And that comes up later when he is talking to his father-in-law, um, I think, basically expressing she wants this wedding ring, we don't have the money for it. And so this kind of sets off this whole movie-long goal of him trying to figure out, along with the kids, how can we make this happen for mom to make her feel appreciated? Because I mean, she works really hard and we love her so much and we need to repay that. Um, how that story arc ends up playing out is the kids sacrifice their own Christmas presents in order to get her a ring. Um, dad picks up extra shifts, Dolly sings, the youngest kids sell mama's canned goods, which ends up being a big mistake, but you know, their heart was in the right place. Um, and they all really pitch in. So the dad Asterisk. actually goes to work in, he decides to go work in the coal mine. Yes. Too, which is not something he had done before. 
no, which pays a lot of money, but because it's very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's a big struggle for the whole family because they're without their dad. Um, so there's a line of small right there. If we want to spoiler alert, that's a big part of the Linus arc in the movie is just that sacrificing for their mom. Um, at the same time, you have Dolly, young Dolly wanting to secure the role of Mary in the pageant, which she does. Um, and so we have this separate sideline, side story of Dolly and her best friend. I can't remember her name. Judy. Judy. Judy Ogle, yeah. Okay. So Dolly and Judy um, end up being cast in the play. Dolly works some magic and gets Judy cast as an angel when she's typically a donkey's rear end. And she's like super ticked because (laughs) her point is, look, you might like to be the angel or Mary standing up on the stage. I just want to be the donkey's butt because I can fade into the background. Wait, Julia or Tom, what's the worst role you guys have ever played in a nativity pageant? I've never been in a nativity pageant. What about you, Tom? I played the same thing each and every year for the longest time. I was a wise man. Uh, I was a wise Which one were you? We didn't have different ones. We were just wise men. You didn't have a specific gift you were carrying? He was an eight-year-old with a full beard. He was whichever one he wanted to be. (laughs) We got all boxes. (laughs) I I was a wise man most of the time, too, Tom. I used to carry the gold. Ooh. You fancy, bro. Were you not good I enough was. for the myrrh or the frankincense, Anthony? I said best. I got the gold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Frankincense essential oils are pretty expensive. <laughs> good night. Okay. Because that's, because so, they, so, that's because they cure coronavirus and everything else under the sun. <laughs> yeah, it's like you hear all the all about the essential oil ladies up until coronavirus. It's like, where are you now, Karen? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Dolly and Judy have kind of a separate struggle going on as the movie goes on and and what what comes out of that one is Dolly realizes not everybody wants fame like she wants fame I mean she's very clear about it too she knows what she's made for Um, and her mom's brother so her uncle feeds that fire as well because he you know he left the small town he went to the big city he's a He's a musician, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so she definitely... Or something like that. Right. So she idolizes him. Um, and so she comes to grips with Judy and kind of recognizes not everybody's like me and she should respect Judy for how she feels, you know, in a crowd. Maybe she doesn't want to stand out in the crowd. And then Judy at the end in the nativity scene actually ends up wearing the red shoes she had made for Dolly when she found out Dolly was not going to get them. Um, as just a kind of a little bit of maybe I'll stand out now, right? So she's coming out of her shell as well, even if she doesn't want worldwide fame like her friend Dolly gets when she grows up. Um, There's just the constant support of the pastor father throughout the whole movie. He's definitely, you know, the pastor role. He's speaking life into his daughter with her struggles because the mom is having these horrible visions and dreams of her kids dying. Um, freezing and dying throughout the movie and the husband brushes them off a little bit but the dad is like no I mean she's always had visions like this and it's probably God telling her something and preparing you for something and so he's just kind of the voice of reason the whole movie 
Um, if you haven't seen the movie, there is a whole lot of Jesus in this movie. It is highly, highly religious, um, which definitely didn't turn me off. I was very surprised it was on NBC, like super shocking surprise. It felt more Hallmark to me, right? Like something that would be in a it Hallmark did. space than an NBC space. Um, but I mean, mm -hmm. I was just surprised I wasn't dismayed. I mean, I mean, let's, 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 it felt like a Hallmark movie. It had higher production values in a Hallmark movie though. Let's be yeah, real. Yeah, it did. It did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think it, but I think the first religious tone I heard in it, I was like, oh, okay, so it's Hallmark, right? Like Hallmark can do this. <laughs> but then when you all said it was NBC, I was kind of surprised. Um, let's see, we also have the Dolly Parton sister in real life who plays the shopkeeper. Um, she's real crotchety and very judgmental. Um, and Dolly has her way with the shopkeeper by the end of the movie and totally like hustles her to get not one ring, but two rings for the price of one. Um, and there's an interaction in the middle of the movie by our actual Dolly Parton actress, who at first I thought was a flash forward character that only baby Dolly could see. And I was very confused for no, a she's, bit. She, no, she's time traveling Dolly, right? She's the time well, prostitute well yeah i thought this, it was like this came out of nowhere for me i was like so perplexed when this happened yeah i thought i thought it was little dolly like like looking into the future you know and that dolly was going to be like you will be me someday it's me visit but then she hands her money and i'm like wait she just broke the laws of right. time travel like right. she can't do it's that actually like chases her off like um, right. Like, so she's no, not. I'm sorry. You want to? You decide you want to help a kid who's in need. You want to give them money, and some rando lady comes and says, "Out of here, harlot!" And you're gonna. Yeah, call we don't want your filthy money. And Dolly goes, "I want her I filthy do. money." I want her filthy money. But she, it. she calls her a. She's willing to call her a b word, but she's not willing to, like, throw the money at the kid and walk away. No, Dolly just takes the she money and walks off. And she calls her a mean old bitty. She didn't yeah. call her the b. Oh, is that what she said? Yeah, yeah, it's she mean old bitty. She's like, it's mean old oh. bitty like you that keep me in business. That's right. Oh, I was in the other room walking when I heard No, that. NBC didn't Dolly. word with her Jesus stuff. Go Dolly, go. Because <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking so Betty. <laughs> so Dolly in this movie is the painted lady is her character. And I mean, there's definitely the overtone that she's a kind of angel figure of a sense. She has a glimpse into Dolly's future because she is a legit Dolly Pardon, but she's still also just a character that occupies the space of the time frame that they're in. And but she's fabulous, right? She drives a Thunderbird. I'm assuming Dolly Pardon maybe has a Thunderbird in her life or drove it at some point. It felt like a lot of these things were Dolly specific references that huge Dolly fans would get and understand, right? Um, so she pops her head in the movie a few times as well. Um, she definitely performs a lot of the songs you hear in the movie, which oh, I'm sure that is actually is Dolly Parton's. That is Dolly Parton's 1956 Thunderbird that she was driving. Okay, see, I thought it was more than just like a little good catch movie they picked or car they picked for that purpose. Um, I think those are most of the story arcs. So what ends up, oh, and we also have the teacher. So we have Mrs. Moody, who I quite liked as a character in the movie. She's the teacher for all of these kids. She's orchestrating the pageant and she gets to speak some truth and in life into young Dolly's life as well. She ends up being able to support her monetarily, helping her get her mom's rings 
and her dad's ring by giving um, Dolly Parton's sister the brooch that she has had passed down through, you know, all of her life and all of the women in her life passed it down. So another Linus moment there where she is self-sacrificing to help Dolly out. Um, I liked Miss Moody. My favorite part of that, she was like, when, uh, when little Dolly Parton is like, you know, then that's your brooch. You're supposed to wear it to her, to your wedding. And she's like, oh, that Dolly, I'm 26. I'm already an old lady. (laughs) (laughs) That time has passed. I'm not getting married. I was like, wow. Oh, mercy. (laughs) I'm just glad somebody said it. It needed to be said. (laughs) We were all thinking it. (laughs) So the drama in the movie comes down to when um, dad is in the coal mines. So it is mom and all of the little partons at home in their one one room farmhouse. Um, a big blizzard comes, which Dolly had prayed for for a white Christmas at the beginning of the movie. Um, she got her wish. They had take a they'd taken a, a few precautions to board the windows up to protect their house in the case that there was a whole lot of snow, and it ended up trapping them in the house because the house was completely snowed to the roof and they couldn't get out. Um, the little kids had sold all of the canned goods, and they're stuck in their house right with they can't get to the firewood, and so it's a dire situation. Uh, mom's horrible dreams she thinks are coming true because I mean. It's looking like they're going to freeze to death. Um, little baby is sick. He is running a fever. Um, and so high, high anxiety in the pardon cabin. Um, granddad pastor has gone to get dad out of the coal mine. The coal mine had actually had an explosion and a collapse. So dad was stuck in the coal mine. Um, dad ends up being okay. Um, granddad is there waiting for him when he comes out and he's like, God's been protecting you. Now we got to get home because the cabin is under snow and your family's in danger. And so they head home. Um, dad ends up making the last bit of the trek on foot uh, while granddad stays behind. And in the meantime, you have mom and kids in the cabin. Um, mom thinks it's ending. She already has the, you've got to be responsible if something happens to me, talk with the oldest daughter. And they pray um, in the in the farmhouse, and then they go to sleep. When they wake up the next morning, the sun is out. Um, they're able to go outside. They see a beautiful angel-type shape, right, in the skies, which gives all of them hope. And Dad shows up, and so their family is reunited again. And we find out not only did they both like their ring gifts, big hit, but Mom is pregnant again, and they're all super excited about it. Which, uh, the whole thing is about how your family doesn't have movie or money. It almost destroyed, everybody was almost destroyed because of their need to get this money. Dad almost died, family almost froze. And now we're all happy that, we have a, that we're having a, a kid. I don't get it. Because kids are a blessing from God, Tom. Well, they're, they're ever told you like, this? Not, not when you can't <laughs> Well, they're also like it's the mid fifties. They are like neither of Dolly Parton's parents graduated from high school, um, so you know back to uneducated. But the area that we're in, you kind of like understand. So they're basically like your kids. This place is like it's, <laughs> so it's like you know they are. They got to keep warm somehow in that one room, Kevin, which is kind of creepy with all those kids around. But that's another story. So that's our movie. I thought it was sweet. I mean, it had the schmaltzy, overly sentimental feeling that a lot of these Hallmark type movies have, 
but like, I mean, for what it is, I liked it. It gave me the Christmas feels. Hardcore. I, I agree with you. It has an overly schmaltzy feeling that a lot of these Hallmark movies have. It wasn't as bad as a lot of Hallmark movies. I'll give it that. Like, yeah, I may not be the biggest fan of this movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It's just there for me. Probably won't watch it again. Uh, you know, I don't know if I will or not. It wasn't bad. Um, I didn't have anything I disliked about it except for some theological I- issues. Like what? Uh, like, uh, like I don't quite grasp the theological issues. Um, oh, I'm it, curious. It follows a Western post, a Western post, well, I can't even say post-Reformation because the reformers didn't buy into what they were saying. It's a very modern Protestant view of Mary and Joseph having actually been married. Um, it was always taught that they were- Were they not? They were betrothed and not married. Okay. Joseph was the tradition t- tradition from the earliest of days of Christian church teaches us that Joseph was a much older man um, who had already had kids and was seen to be taking o- taking care of Mary more than marrying Mary. Oh, that's yeah. an interesting. I've never heard that. Yep, I was it was not that. uncommon for uh, for young women who were dedicated to the temple to uh, be entrusted with older men. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then of course they had a, a wooden looking stable thing behind them. So I don't know who was supposedly born in there. I love the wooden stable. You would. <laughs> a lot, lots of people would. It's all Hold over on. the place. Yeah. That's where, like, Jesus was born in a stable, right? Incorrect. There were no wooden stables in first century Palestine. The wooden stable didn't come (laughs) around until, like, oh, what, the 14th century in Europe? Jesus was born in a cave. (laughs) Present day. And this is where Tom drives around. The wooden stables look nice under a tree, though, April. And he sees nativities in people's yards, and he's like, I don't know who you have in there because that's not Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know who this 14th century white dude <laughs> sitting in a wooden stable is, but that's not my god. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, it's so funny. It irks me. I just don't know why this has become such a thing that we can't break from society. Why we can't have any historical accuracy in things. Like, like wasn't Jesus born in the summer? Unknown. Technically? Unknown. December would have been like, I don't know. I watched some show once and it was, I was like, Was it on the History Channel? I don't remember. Because if so, the History Channel gets Yahoo's stuff because of, you know, that's not my guy. Um, so um, I had just caught something and it talked about December being the rainy season in the Middle East. So that's all um, I know. It's almost assuredly he was not born in December. Most likely, I think a lot of historians think, um, estimate, you know, guesstimate a March timeline. Okay. That's what I heard too, March. Also was definitely not, it was most likely, you know, based on the timeline of of the extra biblical accounts that we have going around the time, it was probably four to six BC, not zero. Yeah. Well, technically, on our watch, it's like uh, the year 5780. So. 
Yeah, y'all didn't y'all didn't reset. Yeah, if we don't breathe, yeah, we keep going. So I thought the the scene where Mama Parton's talking to oldest girl Parton. Bulladine. Uh, made me really sad. She's like, if I'm not around, you hold these babies close so they're not scared as they're going to die. And the, the daughter starts crying. She's like, but mama, who's going to hold me? And I was like, oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it got pretty deep there. It did. It was like, that was a moving part. I didn't realize Dolly, Parton, and Judy are still best friends. They are, yeah. they really been adorable. Little... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I bet this was like her attempt to... Uh, apologize for making her the angel 70 years later 60 years later yep she still feels <laughs> some guilt around it well like how i don't know how much of this obviously there are certain parts of this movie that are not true like time traveling dolly um i mean wait that's not true uh you don't know that you no, don't know really that don't. no no um but if she did she you know what's that the temporal time space uh, don't they have some kind of agreement continue the continuum. Space continuum, yeah, you've interrupted the time, so yeah, she's like messed all that up, but it's Dolly Parton, so we can forgive. Um, yeah, like, and I don't know if her dad actually, like, went to work in the mines, and I don't know, like, I don't know how much of this story was fabricated, so I don't know if Judy was made to play an angel at any point. I'm going to assume it was, because it felt very genuine. Mm -hmm. Any favorite quotes or scenes? I liked it when baby Jesus peed. <laughs> Betsy Wetsy. <laughs> Betsy Wetsy. Um, I, I, like, I like when Dolly is in the shop and she like tells Miss um, Bass off, like, um, you know, she gives her all the money that they've got and then tells her that she has to subtract the $20 that she stole from her, like that had the, the actual Dolly Parton had given her and then Miss Bass like gave, made her give it back. Um, and then she, and then she's like, Miss Moody's brooch. And you know, she's like, so she takes both the rings and she's like, I'm guessing you want to be on the right side of things. And so, you know, she's like, don't try and you know, put the $20 back on. And then she's like, <laughs> I'll settle up for the rest later. So he's like, she's like, what, <laughs> I don't do money? She was still obsessed with those red shoes. Yeah, she was. So I don't have any specific quotes or scenes, but I'll say obviously you'd expect nothing less. I thought the music in this was great. Mm -hmm. uh, of course it was. And we talked about the Hallmark thing. The atmosphere is great too. Mm -hmm. It's Hallmark on a better budget. So atmosphere wise, music wise, it all put me in the Christmas mood. Mm -hmm. See, not total hater. I mean, it did its job. It did its job. Oh, it did. Its you job. mean it got April to it got it got April to join us for an episode? Is that what the, its job was? I mean, I yes. you know I can I can sit in on Unlikely Angel, a Smoky Mountain Christmas. You know, we can we can you know really get down to the nitty gritty of Dolly Parton Christmas. So, we need to. Uh, so June is Todd month. We are June definitely doing. Month. So you're Dolly Parton Christmas episode. Yes, I am Dolly Parton. Yes. I am Dolly Parton person. <laughs> We're gonna do Rocky Mountain Christmas next year, y'all. Smoky, Smoky Mountain Christmas, Rocky Mountain. That's Christmas. what I meant. 
That's what I meant. <laughs> oh man. Okay, okay, we're in keep uh, uh, I, keep correcting Tom, and you can come back whenever you want. Not cool, Anthony. Not cool. <laughs> Are we ready to rank this movie? I'm ready. All right. I know it doesn't go into the calculation, but I am curious. April, what do you give this movie? Um, I will give this movie, uh, I would say, like, I would say an 8.9. Like, it's not, okay, yes, it's cheesy, and yes, the accents are over the top, but it's a Dolly Parton movie, so that's like an automatic 8.5, so I'll <laughs> the point four for everything else. <laughs> I always enjoy hearing other people's uh, rationale for their scores. Like, I am never going to give Dolly Parton a low rating for anything. She could, um, you know, yeah, she could put out a, a steaming pile of feces, and I am going to give it an 8.5. Anthony, don't say a word to that. <laughs> oh, so funny. Anthony, why don't you go next? Uh, I'm not ready yet. Come back. Julia. I am... Carefully, Anthony. Julia, what do you give it? I'm going to come in at a 5.1. I am going to come in at a 5 and a 5.5. Okay, so we're not that much off from one another because I was going to come in at a 5, so. Okay. So we get at a, we come in at a at a solid 5.2. Um, Which think puts me... it at 45 on our list between Pete's Christmas and Love the Coopers. The big problem oh, I have with this. Oh, uh, see, I don't, I don't like that. I don't the, like the that. Big, the, the big thing for me that took it away was the, the girl who played what Dolly. What happens if we move it to the TV specials? Get it off the movie list and put it on the TV special list. It's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> then, then it would come in at number just for fun. One, two, three, four, five. It would come in at number five on the list. Okay, perfect. Let's just go ahead and make it a TV special. <laughs> but what's surrounding it on the TV special list if it comes in then? There. <laughs> it is, it's literally would be our first middle ground on the TV special list between Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which is an 8.01. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm not looking at ranked. Hold on, that's wrong, April. I'm sorry. It would, it would come in at number 16. Okay, it's still better than 45. Like, one above Pete's Christmas. Like, that's a personal insult, Anthony. What? What? Like, what? Like, but what is it? No, it's it was one below good... Pete's Christmas. It was in good company. What is it Pete's in between <laughs> on the TV <laughs> list? You might want to change your rating, Anthony. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> I think you do. I don't know. I, I'm pulling a to... dolly in the shop on you right now with the 20 bucks. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm open to hearing her rationale. If you could make a good rationale for giving me enough Because this is not 42. worse than Pete's Christmas. Like, you refuse to, like, it took you two years to watch Pete's Christmas again to redo that episode. This is not worse than Pete's Christmas. Like, come on. I don't think I could bump it up enough to get us over Pete's Christmas. What is Pete's Christmas at? What's the, what's the average for Pete's Christmas? 5.583. Okay, so you would need to put it at like a 5.7. So I'd have to go higher than Julia? I can't. I, can't uh, do you, I think you could, though. I really think you, it's a principal thing at this point, Anthony. 
our friendship, Anthony. Wow. She is pulling out the big, she is going total dolly here, isn't she? She's going total dolly. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm going to go down with their champagne. 5.7 doesn't give it enough. I would, I would, <laughs> I can. I'd have to go above a six to get it there. Really? No, not a five. If you, 5.7, because right now it's at a 5.2 and you rate it at what, a five? Yeah. Okay, so let's, looking, let's work some numbers right here. Now. Let's work some numbers here, Anthony. I have faith in you. Oh, oh, oh God, so much pressure here. <laughs> Don't put it below Pete's Christmas. Come on. There are kids starving in Africa. <laughs> what? what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pete's Christmas has a 5.583 average. Why are we, why is Pete's Christmas, what did Pete's Christmas do to any of y'all? Why is, why is Pete going down here? Because, uh, like, because, you know, Pete, less than sign. To, to tie, I just did the math. To tie Pete's Christmas, I would have to give it a 6.9. I, I think April's okay with that. I, I'm okay with that. Give it I a wanna... seven just for even, you know, to, to just, you know. If I gave it a six no, point, okay, so you said if I you gave not, it a, you said yourself you did not hate this movie. You hate Pete's Christmas. I gave, Pete's Christmas, Christmas? A, I gave Pete's Christmas a 1.75. Okay, well, you know what? You need to have like, you need to like, you have a vendetta, you know, a score to settle with Pete's All Christmas. All right, so I want to change happy. my score to a three. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> And there we have it. I'm going to leave this episode. Every Patreon episode I have out there, I want them all. I am going to go ahead and leave this episode definitively in April's book as the worst. Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. April, if I gave this a 6.9, that would come in for my personal scores between Rise of the Guardians and A Christmas Prince. That's irrelevant. Baby. We're talking total here. I mean, yeah, she is gaming the system, y'all. Yeah. Because we don't go by individual scores, you know. So. You know what? I, I've made up my mind. Are you going to come in the right side of history, Anthony? Are you going to be on the right side of history? <laughs> right side of history. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what? before I say anything. Just how bad was the office in your opinion? Oh, oh snap. Go down. I, okay, fine. Or <laughs> however you want. The office is a horrible show, okay? There's no, Michael Scott is a functioning idiot who I don't think he would be successful in a group home, let alone an office setting, managing people, you know, no. Andy Barnard's even worse. Well, that I agree with. Okay, yeah, like Michael <laughs> Scott, there's nothing redeeming about Michael Scott. I'll go down with that shit. I will take one for Dolly Parton, and I, I will, yeah, my office is more. And I can find five people. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to say right here, April. And I want you to listen very, very carefully. I'm listening. This sounds like, like mansplaining to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Mansplaining? I like you. I consider you a friend. 
despite what I believe is awful, awful take on The Office. But yeah. we'll get into that in Patreon. Mm-hmm. Having said know. that, having said that, you do make a very compelling argument about Pete's Christmas. You want to be over the right side of history, Anthony. Just remember that. Do you want this to go down below Pete's Christmas? All I heard when April April mentioned that about the office was that you need to stand with your convictions. Oh, Jewel, look at that. I'm, and I'm not saying pro or anti-Dolly. I'm just saying you asked her about the office. You're wondering if she was willing to budge, and she wasn't. So how oh, important is she to not Jewel, budge? Jewel, oh. You have a rebuttal, April. But you, uh, your conviction is that you hate Pete's Christmas. That is true. I, two two separate convictions are at war with one another right now. Right, but like overall, you want to see this at, you know, so so the bigger picture, this is not about your individual score. This is about putting this above Pete's Christmas. Well, you know, whatever. And Anthony can I does, echo my sentiments I'm, again about how I hate our ranking system? I'm going the, <laughs> if this happens, y'all, I am going to negate it. I am going to lower my score. <laughs> to keep from rigging this system, y'all. You know what? I'm simply putting it in a way that is more accessible to Anthony. Are you going to let her do that? Are you going to let her do that to you? I mean, pulled in three different directions. Julia's like, well, man, she <laughs> was about like, there by her conviction. Tom's like, you're really going to let her do that to you? Oh. And, and April's like, our friendship's on the line. Fuck the office. <laughs> Please stop, Mom. Please stop, Dad. <laughs> you know what? Because I feel like you and Tom, April and Tom, are like the angel and devil on my shoulder right now. Which one I'm going to go with them. I'm <laughs> to TBD. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to have to go with Julia as middle ground and stick by my convictions and give it a five. Okay, I'll remember that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, in my defense, the office episode we're going to do can't get any worse, right? Then you're already. Oh, it's so much worse, Anthony. It can get She's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, April, I, I, for the record, before we move on, I did try to work it out at 6.95, just to see the math. But then, <laughs> wait, I did the math wrong. I was gonna say, if Julia, if one, if somebody gave it like a 5.1 and some, like nobody gave it below a five. Wait a minute, I did the so math how would wrong. You need this, to go change, this, changes, this changes the game. I did the math wrong. Changes everything. Math spoiling us again. So Pete's Christmas has a 5.583. No, five. Oh, that's why I messed up last time. That's a five point. Yeah, five eight three. I'm confused. Where are we, and what are we doing now? Like, what's <laughs> happening on. here? I think Anthony is still having a uh, a. Uh, the math issue. Math is existential hard. crisis. Okay, right. you know what? No, I, 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 I. You know, I'm gonna just I'm gonna... out there. I tried. I had something legit that I was trying to talk about earlier, 
<laughs> and I got told how late it was, and now I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I am coming in. I am coming. I made my decision. I'm coming in at six point two. A what? A what? I didn't hear that. Six point two. A six point two? Yes. Okay. She's scary, y'all. For our total score, Anthony. I am coming in at a. Uh, I will. Pooping your machine. <laughs> I am coming in at a flat zero. Okay. <laughs> I am, I am, because he enjoyed the movie. Except I am, from two theological standpoints, he did not hate this movie. So um, numerically, it's not possible. It, it is possible. Um, you have made <laughs> listening to you two has made me hate this movie <laughs> to such a fundamental level that this is now on par with Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. That takes us down to a three point seven six six. Okay, Tom. You know. Okay, you know what? I Tom, I'll leave the five then. So you. Don't. I'm just kidding. I changed it. I I'm not. I didn't change it in the. In the scoring system. Okay, five point six, which Lee, which puts it at number forty-five on the list between the Tide, the Polar Express, and Disney's A Christmas Carol and Pete's Christmas. Okay, see, I can like kind of live with that. And listeners, if you ever want a lawyer to go to you in court and fight for y'all, for fight for you, or you need to get a confession out of somebody or something. Yeah, they came out of Mister Calling there, April. <laughs> Go to <laughs> forget Ooh, this boy. environmental junk. You need to go into law. <laughs> I uh, I just want to point out to Jerry and Todd and 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 Josh the Bruce or Bruce the Josh or what was his name? Josh the Bruce. Josh the Bruce. The Bruce. And yeah. every other one of our guest hosts who was unable to sway me on their points. Step up your games, y'all. Because... So you know the movie Clueless, where she's like, uh, you know, she negotiates all of her grades up from like C's and B's to straight A's, and she's like, "Are you yep. proud of me, Daddy?" I love that movie. I couldn't be prouder of you. I wouldn't be prouder of you if you had earned these grades yourself. <laughs> That's how I feel okay. right now. So, so we made, so we made peace, and. Just before Tom accuses us, or President Hunter accuses us, this is not gaming the system. I did not. It one hundred percent is. You adjusted your score to get the movie where you wanted. No, 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 no. I yes. did not have my score locked in. She made a compelling point. Did I hate? Overall it? score did not reflect the overall. Whoa, opinion. whoa. Let me go through what this compelling argument was. You locked this movie better than Paint's Christmas. Vote higher to beat Pete's Christmas. That, by definition. I don't have a southern accent. <sighs> For the record, though, you probably made my life very difficult going forward in the future. Oh, absolutely. 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 <laughs> it takes a special level of talent to argue like that. So I don't think, you know, everybody is equipped to properly, um, you know, compel Anthony to do the right thing, you know? Um, okay, well, when you're phrasing it like that, I kind of want to reverse. Some of us, some of us believe. 
some of us believe in the sanctity of the system and don't like to see it marginalized and bastardized by gaming and playing. It just reminds me very much. This reminds me very much of what of what uh, Cambridge Analytica did in the 2016 election. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and Julia was say. just sitting here the past 10 minutes, like I told you all, I hated this system. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's proof. You're just proving my point. Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, that, I will that's, why she was, that's why she was being so quiet. She was like, I'm going to let them realize the flaw through themselves so, because I warned them all. I warned them all. I warned all the listeners. I warned them. I wanted to change it. Um, I don't believe in our system. I don't believe in anything anymore. Um, well, that's just okay. 2020, right? That's this 2020. Is, uh, exactly. And, you and Tom, wait, before you get too depressed wait to, this. Wait, wait, wait. Way to go, April. You 2020 our system. You 2020 our system. I manipulated Can, can that be the title of the episode? I love being manipulated. That is not my fault. Anthony loves being manipulated. Uh, no. um, I just want to say the only reason this movie got the rating it did in the end is because some of us believe no i don't i won't say i believe some of us want to believe want to believe i'm i'm just gonna say this tom can you really really be that upset when you think about your love for dolly parton and then she just came in a few points like not even a full point it's like point zero 0.1% higher than Pete's Christmas than what we like, had in How are you going to explain How would you explain that to Ellie how Dolly Partner got a lower <laughs> score than Pete's Christmas? I would say because that I would say honey because I believe in doing the right thing I voted accordingly. <laughs> you know I what? Looked, if you if you had just rated that point something higher Tom, I would have avoided it. <laughs> I would tell my daughter that I am a man of principle and I hope that when she is older, she too will live by principles. Trust me, when she, when she gets older and Tom continues to teach this lesson to her, he's going to play this episode for her to show her what you don't do, Ellie. Ellie, this is what happens when you decide to be a bad person. Oh my God. Tom, you're the worst. From now on, I will always say to people, don't be an Anthony. Don't be an April. <laughs> no, April is the one who played you like a fiddle child. <laughs> you can't, just like, you know, you can't blame the millionaires for dodging taxes with, you know, the tax code that the IRS is allowing them to use loopholes with. I just exploited a loophole. That's it. I can and do, though. <laughs> Again, because, <laughs> because blame the IRS. People, blame was, your system. Don't blame me. Blame your system. I don't blame. I just, the IRS. I just feel I like I blame people for not having principles, morals, or standards in life. I have principles, morals, and standards. Do, do you guys remember in Batman Returns when Batman broadcasts the Penguin talking to the city, saying, "I played this city like the harp from hell." I just imagine like. April's gonna forget her microphone's on and she's gonna be telling her friends, I played this guy like the harp from hell. No, I, I imagine April when we get done, she will be sitting on her bed by herself. <laughs> 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 
another drink of moonshine. Yeah, I'm gonna go take a shot of pickle moonshine and I am going to sleep very well tonight knowing that Christmas in many colors is ranked higher than Pete's Christmas. I will sleep so well. So well. Tom, can you call the name of this episode April, you 2020 narcissist? Or whatever oh, I will. it was. I will. <laughs> I'm also gonna randomly edit, edit April's words around to get her to say some very interesting stuff about me. <laughs> so like when my voice changes pitches through each word, it's gonna be like, yeah. Tom, you are- I think Tom person. is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you listen to the very end, April. <laughs> Anthony is the worst. <laughs> I played Anthony like a fiddle. <laughs> I, I don't think I have to edit that. I think she said something basically along those lines. <laughs> oh, that was fun. April, thank you for coming on. Thank and... you for having me. I look forward to doing this again very soon. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, the Patreon episode is going to happen. Oh, Tom, yeah, sure I, hope this, I hope this sure fueled is. your anger so you can, on Patreon, tell April why she's incorrect. No, because I am still a person of principles who likes to hear opposing arguments and then tell people how wrong they are. <laughs> That's right. So I will, give her, I will give her the chance to express her terrible opinion and be open to listen to it. Speaking of opinions, Tom, didn't we get a comment about this movie on Reddit? I don't even know what we got anymore. <laughs> Everything is broken. <laughs> I think we need to set up an independent commission like, of our I, listeners like, to fix Tom system. into an existential crisis. Like, he doesn't know. I just, I just <laughs> lost faith. I just lost what little faith was was dangling by a thread in humanity. It's now dead. Right? Uh, we got a comment from Disco54. He says, which is great news for all of us. I think every one of us can agree that um, we know Dolly is releasing a new Christmas album. So at least this godforsaken year is spitting up a few highlights. His, yeah, cousin, his cousin is a huge Dolly fan and has seen her in concert a few times. She says it. Yeah. Okay, sorry. She says it's an amazing experience. She never plays less than three hours and the crowd loves her. Disco 54 is a moderate Dolly fan, but just to amuse himself, he likes to imagine that Jolene is a dog. It gives us that song a whole new twist and it makes it okay for my daughter to sing. So thank you, Disco 54. There you go. Um, up next week, we are being joined. Oh crap, I closed my schedule because of my sad. <laughs> Well, while Tom's pulling well, that no, up, for next people, week, we have listeners know where they can chime in. Um, Facebook group is pretty active. Uh, the subreddit is pretty active. Twitter's a good good place to join in. Instagram, Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, did I hit them all? Leave a comment. I think so. Like, share. You, you can uh, get there by going to tisapodcast.com slash social media, insert social media. And we also have a Patreon, tisapodcast.com slash Patreon, in which you will soon hear April again. Uh, <laughs> 
voicing the very unpopular opinion that The Office is an awful show. Like, I just don't, like, I don't, I also don't feel like this is a fair fight either. Like, I'm coming in three on one, and I know you guys are like, I'm like a, uh, whatever, hell hard. Uh, you want to talk about fair fights? Now you know my life on this podcast, because half the time I'm alone against Julia and Tom. Half the time you have really stupid opinions. <laughs> it's not our Why fault. Times doesn't seem right. Huh? Uh, Besides The Office, me, Tom, and Jerry are doing a Batman episode soon, which sounds fun. We want to get Disco 54 on there for a fireside chat, which you've heard April, which you can hear April on if you haven't yet, as well as Todd of Christmas Clatter and Jerry of Totally Rad Christmas. We have Christmas movie commentaries. We want to do an episode on Hamilton in July. We... I have April for January, so cross your fingers that we can eradicate from COVID, because... And April will be in another Patreon episode that was recorded months ago. Two, for uh, about Christmas in New York, which is cool. Uh, we have Halloween stuff coming up, Thanksgiving stuff coming up, more Christmas stuff coming up. If you're not a patron yet, now's the time to join. Tom's working on some new stickers, so you know, check it out. You can join for as little as a dollar a month, and if you consider giving more, you too can hop on this podcast and host an episode and see if you can manipulate Anthony into Anthony. changing their score. You can I mean, at this point, I think it's probably crazy. I can give you the point. <laughs> <laughs> I would be willing to hold a class. We could do a Patreon episode where I teach your listeners how to game your system. Julia, you are <laughs> my hero with that last comment. I think I'm working up to President Hot Dog's hope for a blatantly aggressive Julia at some point. Not passive aggressive. What did he say? Outright aggressive. Blatantly <laughs> aggressive. aggressive for no reason. Where you just are outright aggressive towards me and Tom for no reason. <laughs> I think I think Julia's like she's it's building. Like it's a slow simmer right now. But I that, think that's what I told President Hot Dog too. It's a late. And one day she is going to snap. Like, she, like you know how I have glorious. my office grievance notebook? She's got a grievance notebook. I know. Against Tom and Anthony. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say we don't deserve it. <laughs> I'm not either. You want to talk about a Festivus episode, Julia? That should be your time. You whip out all the grievances against me and Tom. That'd actually be really funny. That would be funny. That would be funny. That would be appropriate. Julia, Forget you heard any of this April, so it's funny when you... Julia has been a living saint over the last <laughs> three years. And our listeners know it, which is why she's everyone's favorite out. She's still my favorite. Oh. <laughs> I changed my score for you. It was a hard sell, Anthony. <laughs> Be easier, Anthony. I don't Anthony, for that. Anthony, Anthony, don't make it. Yeah, don't make it so so rough, and don't act so thirsty now, Anthony. It's just sad. What? You're being thirsty. <laughs> That's one modern phrase I do not understand. I don't either. Okay, you just say it because I just know it. It, it means like needy, yeah, right? Use it incorrectly. In uh, it doesn't mean needy. That's not how no, I've used it like before. Like thirsting as in like lusting after someone. Lusting after someone. So oh, thanks for yes. using okay. that, Tom. Okay, so Anthony, you are lusting after being somebody's favorite. You are thirsty for being the favorite. 
Okay. So, so I did use it right. Mic drop. Nice try, Anthony. <laughs> Put that oh. in your pipe and smoke it, princess. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired and still have like three hours of work tonight, so. <laughs> so what? So what? What's coming up on the list, Tom? Well, we got some crap coming up, I guess. Uh, next <laughs> all downhill from here. Uh, pretty much. Not excited about the next two weeks. Um, next week, we're listening to A Very Murray Christmas. Don't you have a guest host for next With week? With our friend, we do, Gary Blauman. Okay, so not necessarily downhill from here. No, he'll, he'll make it good. And then we have uh, John Legend's Christmas special, A Legendary Christmas, the following week. Uh, and then after that, what? Nothing. And then after that, we dip into our first full foreign film and i'm kind of excited about that no it's not our first full foreign film which full foreign that, film do we do that your oh. favorite movie ever yeah that joya noel joyous noel, noel was not full foreign joyous noel had a lot of english speakers in it y'all oh i didn't know what full foreign meant it's the whole film is in french gotcha no no we had some i mean there were some german and, and some french in that but the vast majority of it was english but it was a foreign produced film and that's what dictated it ah, a foreign no, film. No, a full okay. film in a foreign language. Yes, well, that is accurate. It will be our so, first. Thank you for clearing that up so that people did not write in and say, hey, don't you remember what you did? You even loved that movie, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> because you know we would have got those comments. You know we what would have. happened. We would have. <laughs> um, April, yeah. thank you again for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, having me. Thank you for everything except maybe the last half of what I now have to edit out of this. Um, so I don't make Anthony look a little more. So I don't make so we don't have to make Anthony look so pathetic. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I appreciate that, Tom. I'm I just actually kidding, do Anthony. appreciate that. Like Anthony still have a leg to stand on. I just made some very valid points. <laughs> um guess what, y'all? What? We have four thousand. 488 hours until Christmas. That's okay. only 187 days. 26 weeks. 26. Who says that? You do. You. Is April not going to say anything? April is going to say six months. Okay. So I say what, 26 weeks? Yep. Yep. That is only 26 weeks, guys. Uh, six months. Halfway there. Bye, y'all. Halfway there. <laughs> that was such an abrupt ending. <laughs> with this. That's what she said. Oh. Hi, guys. Oh. Why? When Jesus was born. Jesus was born. On that Christmas night.